you know, a lot of people always ask us like how we get so much done, because I think for two people running several businesses, we get a shit ton done. It's not always easy. And you know, we have some tricks up our sleeve on how we're able to get things done. I think one of the biggest tricks is... Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. Hey, that's me. You know, a lot of people always ask us, like, how we get so much done, because I think for two people running several businesses, we get a shit ton done. And we go to the gym five days a week, which I'm super proud of because we're able to squish that shit in. It's not always easy. And, you know, we have some tricks up our sleeve on how we're able to get things done. I think one of the biggest tricks is... We use software to help us out on a lot of things and try to automate and work smarter when we can. The first one was going back when we finally switched over to automating invoices. Oh my goodness. Like that's that, a really, a, that is a big that, time. That was like the first original, like diving into the software that was available at the time to automate the invoicing and, uh, collecting payments, which was huge. Yes. I remember you telling me that you had to do all that yes. and then collect so it all. Back when I started and, you know, I started my business out of necessity, not by choice. I kind of got shoved into entrepreneurship when the business that I worked at went under. We published real estate magazines. And in 2008, when the real estate market came crashing down, um, because all of our clients were real estate agents, you know, most of our clients left. We had 55 magazines that we published every single month, different real estate offices and i think we went down to five which From hawaii to florida <laughs> which was not enough to keep the business alive um and i took a couple of those clients and you know pretty much started hustling for marketing things and opened up my marketing agency um so i pretty much started you know right there and what i realized once i started doing website design which was you know a greater um amount of money to collect is that if I could get them on some type of payment plan and then add in some services, updates, you know, for their website, and that's included in it, that I could do a reoccurring billing for people. And then I could start to get my reoccurring billing up. And I knew that I would have people for a year. I had some websites that I let people pay for two years because it helped me <laughs> knowing mm -hmm. that I had that much money. And so back then I did all of the invoicing by hand, which meant that um, at the time, I think I used QuickBooks. There was no, you could not say, send this invoice every single, you know, first of the month. It just, it didn't work that way back then. And so every single month I would go to the one prior and replicate it and hand send it. And I did that. And I think we had like 15, 20, 30, like there was a lot of them, 15, 20 that I did every single month. And then I had people that were on annual that did certain things that they paid for annually because we got some people on some annual recurring and I did all those. So I had to actually keep track of those. Some of them we had to mail, snail mailed, right? Uh, we may have had to, I don't know. We got... All I remember is when we switched to FreshBooks, mm -hmm. uh, when FreshBooks first came out, they had stamps that were set up and however they did their thing. That was only if people didn't pay. I don't think we ever actually used them, but it was an, op it, we, it was an option that we could. We did, however, at the time, take checks 
for payment, which means we always had to wait. Like nobody was able to pay us right away. And so once we went to FreshBooks, which is one of the best software choices, and we actually, we still use QuickBooks for all of our accounting, but we also use FreshBooks only for their invoicing because I don't I don't care for their actual um, soft um, accounting software part of it, but their, um, Invoicing is is amazing for how it how easily it comes in, how the accounting works of it, like how it comes into the bank account, like all of that stuff is really great. Um, so we pay additional for that and quite a bit. We pay more than we pay for our QuickBooks for that, but it is so worth it. It saved me like a lot of headache, probably you know five, three, five hours a month plus. I mean, it's possible I could have missed stuff. Oh yeah. Now everything is just you know set it and forget it that everybody gets billed on the first or whatever time they want to, the annual people all get it. And it's, it's so much easier. I use square for the museum just to have something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, I don't need, I don't have anything that would justify paying fresh books for the museum. Uh, But because I have it, I know firsthand (laughs) how much better fresh books is than square. Like if I had Mm -hmm. as many, uh, clients is, is what you do with, with yours. So how do you do no your recurring billing for your storage people? It uh, It's set up as a recurring invoice in there. But it's through Square. It's through Square and, mm-hmm. and it's all done automatically. And, and for what I need it for, it works just fine. But just a little clunky? Uh, it It is. And then it's it just, I don't know, it, it it's not that because I'm also very familiar with FreshBooks, so it's completely different and stuff gets lost in there and you don't have some of the same. I think the best part of FreshBooks is, though, is that not only does it send it out, but it keeps the client's card in there. So if they OK it, it'll just automatically bill their card. So they get a paper invoice. We get a paper. So they get a rec- an invoice and a receipt. It bills their card. We get the I mean, everything Square does that now as well. Ooh, nice. Uh, and I only know that because somebody apparently didn't realize they clicked that box and was like, what? <laughs> I wanted how, to how send did I a check. Pay? It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and so I wound up, it, it, they wound up being like, all right, it's it's fine. We'll just go with that route this time. And I unclicked the box. So next time. They and you know, I would have thought because this has been years, There's it's been a lot of years since we actually switched over to all of this like automatic billing. And so I kind of thought that most people... That, like pretty much everybody is like this, but as it turns out, it's not. Like we've met some clients that um, are not even taking credit cards. Like everything is by check. And I will tell you that, yes, you are losing 3% and 18 cents or 15 cents on every single um, transaction. It is so fucking worth it. The amount of time, the headache, the making sure, like there's this like, even if you don't really feel it, like there's this anxiousness. There's this, you know what I mean? That you have to do it. Otherwise something bad's going to happen. Like someone's not going to pay you. You know what I mean? Like all of that is released. Like you can be so much more chill when the stuff that's important like this is just taken care of. Then it's just kind of going in there and monitoring it and not having to worry that, oh my gosh, I forgot to bill, you know, Nancy for this job. And like, you just, you, you build in the cost of you know, the the credit card charges and all that kind of like just add that into the cost of the whole thing, knowing that it's going to come out and then make it so that your customers put in their card. And if it's a recurrent, like it just it's done like every month we see the invoices go out and the the payments come in back to back. There is no 
hunting them down and try, like if, if they had to put in their even if it was just their card every single time and, well, and consciously think it, about it it makes it so much easier for them too i think mm-hmm. our clients were so much happier that they could just take care of this stuff or not have to think about it either well and that's what we do with uh, you know our normal stuff you know um cell phone bills car payments insurance we don't pay anything we don't like normal, like write a check. I was gonna go. say, yeah, we, like, I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go. God damn it, we gotta pay another three hundred dollars for insurance. Like that sucks. But there's no way around it. So automating it, like it's same every single month. It's just it, it is. It's a cost of doing life, right? Right. And it's it's taken care of. I I do not think about it. And I talked I talked to Truett actually about mm-hmm. this at the museum a couple weeks ago because. Uh, we had an insurance company. It was uh, State Farm that was there local in that town. And, and I, w- I worked with him uh, with the museum um, marketing wise uh, for the museum. And then he moved. And but the thing is, is the, the local people there, Truett included, would go into his office to make their payments. Wow. And, and when and when this guy left, he they, they didn't stay with him. They, they went to the new lady that came in because now she's the local place that they could walk into and make their payments. And I'm like, if I had to walk in and make payments for my damn insurance, I'd freaking go insane. But that's just, that's how they do it. Uh, and I'm like, it, it it's the same payment every time. Well, and you might think like, okay, so you saved a few hours a month on doing invoices. But like, even to go do that, like you have to actually get in your car and drive and like, it's these, if you can just take an hour here and an hour here and two hours, mm-hmm. it adds up. It absolutely so does. So any of these things that like you're saying that like if Trude ever says he doesn't have time to do something, say, yeah, because you're going <laughs> in and Stop walking bills. in there and making your payments. <laughs> Writing checks. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I mean, maybe small town, I can see that maybe they want to have like a relationship with their... Well, see, this particular state farm... Um, We've we've worked with her on on uh, sponsoring events and that kind of stuff, and and then actually I got my insurance through her for the museum, and and I I get it all, and I'm like, okay, so how do I pay this? If she's ready for me to go in there and make a payment or or send a check, I'm like, can I just pay it online? <laughs> like I don't want to go in there. Yeah. Like I'm here right now dealing with this stuff. Let me take care of it, and and it's just. It's not common for them, I guess. No, I, I really, you're right though. That was a huge game changer, not only for how quickly we got paid, but for how much time it saved me. Yeah, every single month. What other software do you think saves you the most time? Get you that time back so you can go to the gym. That saves me time? Yeah. Uh, probably Canva. Okay. Uh, simply because it is very simple. And the things that I need, I, a lot of times I'm, I'm literally just duplicating something or it's, you know, the removing the background is killer on Canva. Oh my goodness. I actually got hired for that magazine job because I could make maps. <laughs> you know, as a designer, I could make maps pretty quick because they all wanted their own little maps and I could take the background out of like photos. Like, cause you used to have to go into Photoshop. I mean, there's like some quicker ways to do it. But man, Canva, one click, click a button, background gone. 
Because yeah, I, I can go into all the Adobe programs, InDesign and Photoshop, and but I'm not super good at any of it. So I'm a little slow. And then it's still every once in a while, Tori is like, hey, here's a new trick. I'm like, damn it, I could have been doing that this whole time. <laughs> you know what, though? I am super good at Adobe programs and I am super fast and I still use Canva. It's, you know, I started just doing a couple of things and then they added that background remover and then I really started. I do so much stuff. I don't even go into Adobe products as much anymore because again, like Sean said, you just duplicate it. Like once you have one thing set up, like my thumbnails for my YouTube videos and Bella uses it for her YouTube videos too, um, for different types of posts for social media. Um, I used it today and instead of going into an Adobe product to make like a cover for this headline swipe file download that I was doing, um, I actually made it in Canva because it's just so simple. Like I have all my photos in there. I have my logos. I have everything that I need. And it's quicker than actually pulling open like the professional like design program. So see, and another program we have is Dropbox, right? So we have Dropbox. It's a cloud, all your programs and files and all that kind of stuff saved on there. And the thing, which is great, but the thing is, is we used Photoshop and we, we saved everything there absolutely is. That's available on Canva, our files would be so massive, you know, because I'd I'd have to, you know, that one YouTube thumbnail that I'm duplicating over and over, that's, that would wind up being in the same file or it's multiple files held somewhere else in the cloud that I then still have to get downloaded. And the time it takes to do all that, it may not necessarily be a whole lot more difficult, but the time it takes to get all that versus just going to canva.com and there's my account and there's there it all is. And I, a lot of times I'm in and out of there within minutes. I would say that that is the one program I probably use. I'm more time in than any other one because for clients, for myself, for every single thing that I do, I, I use that one. And I, anything that I've already, like I've pretty much, you know, designed so many different things that I already have something that's probably similar. We, we always talk about like never start with zero. And so I never, I try to never start with a blank, you know, nothing. Um, and so I just go find one that I like YouTube, you know, thumbnail. I just find the last one I did or one that I liked that I'm like, oh, that'll work for this one. Duplicate it or just make changes to that one. So that way I'm never having to do anything from scratch. It also has built in themes that you can use. So templates, I, yeah. T- it's templates. So I actually used one recently for miles through time that uh, I actually searched like donate car or car or something and it pulled really? up a few things. And so I, I changed it just slightly, but overall, like the design is Canva's. And if you go to Facebook, uh, Miles Your Time on Facebook or Instagram and you see the donate your car, that was designed from Canva using their, their template. template. Uh, another thing that's really nice about that is that all of the social media channels always are changing like their files, like the the size of things, like how big is a um, banner for a group, a Facebook group? Well, who knows? Like I would always have to Google it. Yep. And so if you use, you know, something like Canva.com, then you just go in there and you say that's the template that you want and it'll just pop out the, the right size, which yep. makes it so easy. So it saves a ton of time. Plus, it's just it's it's super user friendly. Like my 73 year old mom could totally create some killer designs out of it. And she's not artistic whatsoever. Not creative. No, she she probably could. Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool that like Bella uses it. Uh, Riley uses it every once in a while for a few things that he does. Um, But Bella uses it for all of her stuff. She edits and, and does all kinds of things in there. So um, every single 10. yeah, every single YouTube thumbnail for Miles Through Time is is Canva. 
uh, everyone for Smart AF, for Tori Mathis. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I do all of my um, Instagram stories, all of my uh, Facebook stories, like everything that I do rather than, you know, doing it. If you're not using Canva, go check it out. For sure. And start using it. And they totally have a free version that you can use so you can get started for free. We do pay for the um, pro version or whatever, which I think is like seven, nine dollars a month. For us, it's worth it. It's like nine bucks a month, though. Nine bucks to be able to push a button and take the background out of photos is like... Oh, that's part of the pro? That's part of the pro, which... You're going to have to make the decision on whether or not it's it's what you need. But for us, hands down, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. That's one that, that saves a ton of time. Another one that I've used for a really long time, and I actually have... I used it for a long time, and then I thought, oh, maybe I can go and try to use some other things. And I came back to them is Meet Edgar. I love me some Meet Edgar. You don't use it too much, do you? I use it for one of our clients right now. Okay. So I use it for several of our clients. Um, Sean and I both manage clients a little bit different, but we both, you know, do manage clients. So I use it for quite a few of my clients. I use it for myself. Um, And it's really easy if clients come and go or like with COVID, some of our clients had to take a little bit of a break. And so it was really easy for me to um, turn things off and turn things back on. So you can make some changes in there. But it is a social media um, scheduler, but it's a little bit different than a lot of them because a lot of them you say like, I have this picture or post and I want to send it out on Thursday at seven. And so rather than doing that, you're actually building buckets of content. So you find your like buckets, like let's say it's, um, photos of miles your time, museum photos. So you can make a bucket called museum photos, and then you would set up a schedule for museum photos that say like every Tuesday at 7 p.m., every Thursday at 5 p.m. And so you set out these times and say, so each one of these times, send something out of my museum photo bucket, and then it'll do that. Um, so the time ha- the times have to be the same because it's a weekly schedule that you set up, but I don't think anybody ever noticed, like no one's gonna notice that, oh my gosh, you're sending the same type of you know thing at seven o'clock on Tuesday. Because at first I was a little bit like, oh, that's a little bit weird. It seems a little stifling. It's unnoticeable. It's unnoticeable and doesn't matter. So if you have enough content that you can start to build these buckets, it makes it really easy. Especially we talk about there's always like the same type of things that you need to send out. So if you're wanting to, you know, get back up some of your time, but be able to always post on social media. And what's really nice is that it, it posts to all the social media channels. You know, you can post to Facebook and Instagram and you can have a different schedule. So it can pull out of the same bucket. So maybe on Facebook, it posts on two, you know, museum photos on Tuesday at seven, but on Instagram, it's at noon, you know, and so you can use the same bucket for different places, but it's still, you're only uploading that photo one time. And then you can write the description for your photo and then it'll allow you to write multiple versions of the description. So it's not exactly the same every time it comes out. So it really, and then it'll just automatically, it automatically works that out. So you don't have to say, you know, this time use this one, this one. So you can put like three versions of the text on there and then it'll just automatically pull from your buckets. So if you hate being on social media, this is what you want to use. Right. You still need to go on there and actually like engage with people and probably post some things like in real time, but not really as much. Like you can really do this stuff that just kind of needs to be done. You know, we talk about people going on there being two week Dan, going crazy, posting a whole bunch because they know they need to. And then they burn themselves out and they never post again. And it looks like the business is no longer in business. 
meet Edgar is one of those that'll take, you know, and just at least do like one post a day or whatever, you know, so if you just, you do have to get those buckets, um, but it doesn't take a lot to fill them out. Um, and it's a good way that you can just have some of that general content coming out. Photos are a great way that, you know, ones that you could do that with. And then it's really easy that you can update, like if you don't want to do certain photos anymore, um, you can take them out of your bucket. You can kill the whole bucket. You can start new buckets. Um, and I think it's pretty unlimited with how many different like little containers that you can have in there. Um, so you can make it as complex or as simple as you want. You can just have one bucket and say, should I post on social? Well, like you have the option to just post once too. Like if it's stuff that's not an evergreen content and it's got an expiration date and you need to share it now or maybe it doesn't matter when you share it but you only want to share it once like, right they're all yeah. buttons it's definitely not as good like if you have seasonal content or promotional content say like you have a um, like sean's gonna have a, a car show you i don't know if you would really want to make a, a bucket for that kind of promotion type thing to have go out that's something that you'd have to do because it's only um, good for a week although you could you because could. of how you categorize it yeah. so you could do it by season by mm -hmm. month and then as you put it into the calendar you're putting that uh time of year in there so it's only pulling from you those. can't do time of year it's only it's a week no no one no. week that's what you'd have to actually turn the bucket it's off the, the, the bucket itself mm, yes you'd have to turn the bucket off once it was no longer in there yeah but you could do it like so that that would take a little bit more logistical working like again you can make it as as difficult as you want you know as complex as you want or as simple as you want so it could be done with there I wouldn't because then it just creates a whole lot of extra crap that I have to think about that you could screw up. No, it's really good for a set it and forget it. Like yeah, that, you want to definitely do some stuff other than that. But that is like if you want a nice like mainstay of content to go out then and, and evergreen content uh, sharing your blog posts like as long as they're evergreen like that's another good thing that like you're always if you're spending this time putting together content that's really nice like a blog post that could go out you know often you could have a blog post go out every couple months by putting it in your blog post bucket and then saying that like once a week or you know depending on how many uh, blog posts that you have that your blog post could keep going out that way you don't write a blog post and then it sits on your website and dies and nobody ever sees it because that's not going to do anybody any good you probably have lots of evergreen content that could keep going out and this is definitely a way that you can get it out without spending any time doing it every single week yep what else um cartra cartra is a big one that i use almost daily I do it daily. I am uh, in Kartra. I know you are daily. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost daily. Um, and, and it's just, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we set up the sequence for the museum. Um, the, the, lots of different clients of ours use. Well, see, then that's a good point that even though you're not in it daily, it definitely is working for you 24-7. And the reason I, I say I'm in it daily is is simply because I am checking the analytics of it. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's pretty neat the amount of people that I can see joining the list on a daily basis. I go and I, I look at that. And then when I'm due to send an email myself, I'll, I'll do that. Um but the thing with, do you schedule out your emails or do you send them right away? Uh, for the museum, I'm I usually send it right away. Right okay. away. Because, and that's simply because I don't have a set schedule for it. I typically send one once a week. Sometimes I'll skip a week. Uh, it doesn't really matter for how I send them um, because it's based on what's going on. And I don't want to overwhelm people. 
Um, and But then, you know, we have that automated sequence that anybody that signs up initially, which is where I'm looking at the, the analytics and going, oh, you know, six people signed up already today. And I know six people are now on that sequence and they're going to start the process of learning more about the museum, which then who knows what that turns into. So it gets me all excited to just see that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I I am definitely I am in Kartra every single day. Uh, we use it for ourselves. So I use it for all of my Tori Mathis stuff, all of it for, you know, the marketing agency stuff as well. And then I also use it for clients. And so, um, like I said before, I have a client that I send an email every single day for. Um, and he sends that to me like really late at night. And so when I get up in the morning, it's the first program that I open up and get that email sent out. I send other emails for them as well, but we schedule those out. Like they have a, a more of a sales email that goes out every single Monday. And so we try to schedule those ones out as far as we can. Um, I go in there again once a week and I pull like analytics out for the client so that they don't have to go in there and look at them so that they can actually see like Sean does every single day, you know, to go in and kind of see what's going on. Um, it makes it really simple that you can see this and it's nice. It's, it's in numbers. It's in a graph. So mm -hmm. however you like to see it, you can really see a snapshot of what's going on um, with your email list. You could do it with your sales um, as long as you had your sales through Kartra. Um, Kartra is really amazing. It's It definitely works pretty well for an email program. So like MailChimp or Constant Contact, it does all the same things that it does in there. Um, it is really great for designing um thank you pages and landing pages so that you can get people to sign up. So maybe you have some type of guide or a coupon that you want people to sign up for. You could build out like a little simple page in Kartra and then have those people automatically go onto their list. Kartra will also, you know, uh, deliver the coupon for them. Um, you can sell products in there. I have a help desk in there. So if for, I have it for myself and then I have it for one client that it actually gets used quite a bit. And so it's a full working, you know, submit your ticket help desk kind of thing, but very simple to use. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes it look very professional yeah. that a company would have a help desk, but really it's like so simple and you can have like canned responses in there. So if you always are using the same one, um, if we had to do that in another, another program like it would take so much time plus you have to learn another program like oh the the help desk is really nice in there they have simple memberships we have um, a couple of memberships that are built in there we have one membership that has over a hundred thousand people in there um that is delivering content whenever somebody signs up like we don't have to do any it's automatically like somebody signs up and says, I want to join that membership. They get into the membership. They automatically get access to it. They get, they're on a sequence. They get all these welcome emails. When new content gets added to the membership, they automatically get notified. It's all automatic. And yes, you do have to set it up that first time. Like you had to set up the sequence, but it's really like, there's templates in there. There's different like uh, little funnels that you can use that it's like, um, one click and it'll put it all into your account. And then you just change out each thing, like change your logo and change your text and like put your stuff in there. Um, like Canva, they kind of have made it super simple. It's not like it was 10 years ago. No, not this at stuff. All. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't be able to oh. do any of this kind of stuff because I don't have the patience for it. it. Really I don't hard. have the schooling for it. I only know what Tori has taught me over the years and what I've kind of learned, but the, the software that keeps coming out just makes it easier and easier. So for me to kind of bring my level of what I'm capable of doing closer to what Tori's capable of doing. When I switched stuff over to Kartra, before that, I think I had about 10 different programs that I was using that I moved 
everything into Kartra. And I, I'm not going to like Kartra is not the best for every single thing. Like there are probably um, pieces of software that might work a little bit better. Or, like I really like to design. I like things to look pretty and it might not be like perfect for that. However, the fact that everything is in one place and it, and it works pretty seamlessly is just fantastic. Like you really can't go wrong there. I saved thousands of dollars and I can't even tell you how much time uh, just moving things in there and getting everything connected at one time. Because once you have like stuff here and stuff here and this email program and this landing page builder and this scheduler and this like trying to do a help that like you end up with duct tape and band-aids all over and then it starts to fall apart and it's just oh. Plus you're in them so infrequently <laughs> that every time you've got to go put that fire out, you also have to figure out what the hell it is that you're even doing, yeah. which takes a ton of time and gets frustrating real quick. Yes. Yeah. So it's really nice. Um, plus it connects like if you're collecting leads through Facebook. So we have Facebook ads that we run. And so we're collecting leads on Facebook. Those leads like automatically go into Kartra. They automatically go onto the list. They automatically get added to, you know, the free membership and they automatically start these sequences. Like everything just, it happens. And it is so nice. Like if I had to do any of that by hand. It wouldn't get done. No, it wouldn't. And that's why people say that they don't have enough time to market their business is because you're trying to do all of these things by hand or you're trying to hire somebody to mm -hmm. do all of these things for you. It's a little bit to figure out. Um, and maybe we'll have some training coming up. Like if people are interested in wanting to learn like how to kind of put these types of things together, that's something that we'd like to offer because I think if you can free up some of your time, but still get like this stuff still has to get done. Like you still got to post to Facebook. You still have to send your emails out and all this stuff. But a lot of it, if you, if you could just automate some of it with some of these softwares, like you could save so much time and then you look like a super stud that you're doing all this stuff and people are going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the things that I'm able to do and that you're able to do. And we still have time to do other things. But a lot of people get caught up and they, they can't do that or they don't understand or they're too old or whatever the case may be. The point is you don't want to be Sears, right? Sears refused to get online. And what happened? Bye-bye, Sears. Amazon, right? Yeah, there is no Sears anymore, but they were, they sold everything. They did everything, but refused to go with the times. So you don't want to be that business. that's like, no, I'm not going to do online invoicing. I'm going to wait for cash in hand. And, you know, I'm going to write handwrite letters and mail them through the, the post office. And, you know, all these things that like, eventually it's going to be come so inconvenient for your customers to do business with you. They're not going to. So not only do you want to make it easier for yourself and, and have your business be as efficient as possible, but you're actually helping your customers. It is a benefit for our clients to be able to put their cards in there and automate their payments and all that kind of stuff. Because I promise you, if they had to think about paying us every month, it's possible we might not have all those clients because eventually they're going to be like, ah, I don't want to pay this this month. You know, and then now we're chasing them down and then our, our relationship gets degraded because they don't want to be hounded every week going, hey, where's my money? Like, I don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. So just just make it simple for them. Make it simple for us. And you go with the times like this. is This is the way it's going. Um, you know, you might not like social media, but that's where your customers are. They're on social media. One of the platforms has got your customers on it. You know, they they, they may not be on Facebook. 
but they're going to be on Instagram, you know? It, it that's just it's the way the world we live in today. It is. And you even if you think like I'm not technical. I I don't like software, you know, this is too much for me. I guarantee you if you can send an email, I can easily show you how to do any of this. Like if you can send an email, if you cannot figure out sending an email, you might have a little bit of a harder time. But if you can send an email, like all none of this stuff is is more complicated than that. If you can't send an email, <laughs> how I are you running you can a business? Send an email. Like, Seriously you... though, it's all like form based. It's clicking buttons, yeah. like click send. Like it, it's not that hard. Like I said, ten years ago, these things were difficult. Sean would have struggled ten years ago trying to piece together like all of this stuff. Um, you built a whole funnel today for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, Sean. Build this funnel. You know, we already have something similar. Go, you know, here's kind of how to do it. And you did the whole thing. And she's telling me all this. I'm like, ah, you're losing <laughs> yeah. me. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Because I'm not that familiar with it. But if I can get into it and go and say, okay. Because, again, it's there's, there's already ones in there. So all I had to do was find one. And like she said, change it out to how she wanted it. And it was super easy. I think I'm trying to to fix lunch and explain. And so there's where the, the confusion was in my delivery, not the fact that it was hard for Sean to build a funnel, a funnel that Sean has never built before, that he did the whole entire thing, you know, from, you know, how like having a landing page to, you know, download a PDF checklist thing right Mm -hmm. and having that delivered and having the people that signed up for it get added to a list and then you know all these things that sean set up the whole thing in about 30 minutes if that yeah you were really like when i asked you like how it was going like you had one question pretty easy Mm -hmm. like it got done and if you had to try to piece that together through different pieces of software there's no way i could have seen i think (laughs) like back in the day everything was code you know and code gets when you break it down, like, it, oh, okay. Like, it literally says what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. But it's so much gobbledygook, you know? You're like, I don't know what the hell. You're losing me. Right. I think some people, like, like I like code. Right. I can see the code, and I understand, and I like to be able to mess with the code. And so some things that we have that I'm not allowed to touch the code, like, I'm like... I just want to mess with the code. But I can see that a lot of people like you don't want to deal with the code. No, I like I, the now it's all about blocks and you know it's what you say is what it is and you can easily change colors and font size. Like it's all just it's just presented to you like how it is. You don't need to you don't need to know all the the back end code It's stuff. a what you see is what you get, right? right? Yeah. Which means if you don't like it you can tweak it and change it and see if that's what you want and you're done. And it's all kind of like building an email. Like yeah. if you can write an email and attach photos and upload, I mean, it's, it's, it's all. No, in Kartra, like you can, you can block design the entire email and full of pictures and super designed. Or you just put in a, a text block there and write it like a normal email you that you would write out of Gmail. Yeah. We do a lot of copy and pasting out mm-hmm. of a Word doc and, and that's the email. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. And again, though, not starting with an empty one, I always duplicate the last one because if I know the last one went out perfect, I know it was formatted, right? I know everything. I've worked out the details one time. Like that's my whole goal for like uh, everything. Right. I'll work out the details once and then use those details. It's like a cookbook. Like every time you you bake cookies, you you know what the recipe is. You don't try to like, okay, how much flour should I put in this time? No, like you don't do any of that. Like 
you already know the recipe. You don't have to work it out anymore. So, you know, once I've worked out how the email is going to go, I use that same exact one, that template that I've already built and use it every single time because the details are fine. That sounds smart AF. It is. <laughs> Do you have any other softwares that you really like? You had one more. Did I? What yeah. was my other one? Oh, it was the YouTube one. Yeah. I did have one other one that I really like. I use vidIQ. Um, and if you have YouTube videos or if you're trying to you know, build your YouTube channel, it is a really great way. Uh, I tried to do videos before without this program. And like, no wonder I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, it helps to, it, it's a very um, data driven. There's a lot of statistics in there. There's a lot of ways that you can tell what's working and what's not, but it really helps you and gives you like a little scorecard when you're uploading a video to make sure like a checklist on every single one to make sure that you have everything that you need, that you have a good written description, that your keywords are in your description and in your title and that you have the right, um, uh, like a thumbnail on there and all these different things. Plus, if you can look at a keyword, like if I wanted a YouTube video to show up for automotive museum, I type in automotive museum and I can click into that keyword and it'll tell me how many per month searches are in that keyword and what the, um, this gets a little bit more complicated and what um, the, like how many other people are doing it, like what the um, competition is. So if it's a high competition or a low competition, uh, Belly uses it also for her YouTube channel. Use it for Miles Through yeah, Time. I event. mean, it, essentially what it's doing is giving you real time feedback. So like I, I use Safari and Chrome as far as browsers go, and I've got them both open and I've got multiple things going on and it makes it real easy for me to flip back and forth. Tori hates Safari. I don't mind it. The thing is, is the, the vidIQ only works in Chrome. And so, but I'm also uploading and doing stuff on YouTube in Safari as well. And I've actually uploaded in Safari and go in there to fill out all the description stuff and I'm lost. So I actually yeah. wind up just saving it, switching the browser back over to Chrome where vidIQ works. And then, it, then I'm able to like completely figure out 500 characters worth of tags where I'm yeah. struggling without that feedback. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so you want to use keywords, for example, for your videos, but it only allows you 500 characters. Like, how do you know when you reach that? It just tell, like you, it really gives you. Well, plus what you might think is the keywords you want to use isn't going to do you any damn good. Plus when you type in a keyword, it'll actually give you a whole big list of keywords that it thinks that also might be re related to your keyword. And I have found some really good ones that I'm like, wow, like a shit ton of people are searching for this, but there's it's very low yeah. on competition. Like that's a really good way that I need to work that keyword in because those keywords are how people are searching for YouTube videos. And, and there's other ways that you can go and find all that data, but like you'd be going all over and it's just all in there. Very easy. At this like, point, it's it's an amazing program. If you're um, if you're doing any type of things with YouTube videos, like you have to try yeah. it. It's a browser extension that you just install. They do have a paid version. We use the paid version. You don't have to. Um, but like the, it's very easy to use. Like we probably totally made it sound complicated, but the amount of information that it has in there that is so helpful that you you would have to like really search for if you didn't have it. Yeah, if it's you're posting amazing. anything on YouTube and you actually want to come up for stuff, you you have you have to get. And again, my ten year old uses it for her YouTube videos yeah. to.
to write her descriptions and put her keywords in. And then she knows like all of the data on her YouTube videos is all through there. Um, and then there's like a channel audit that they have in there that you can audit your videos and it'll let you know, like if you're missing certain things, um, like you didn't put an end screen or you should have some extra keywords or it's not on the, this video isn't on a playlist. Like if you accidentally forgot to do that. So it, it not only is helping you like get every single video out, but it's also helping you like keep your channel good as a whole. Um, and then it sends nice little emails when you reach um, different milestones. milestones, which is really awesome. And so like, it's awesome to see Bella just had a party at our house for a bunch of her little friends because she got 600 um, subscribers on her YouTube channel. Why she didn't have a party at 500? I don't know. But 600 was the one that she wanted a party and she had a party. Did it send her an email? At yeah, yeah. Right. like she has it on her iPad, so she knows when it's mm. coming up. But I get the videos um, or I get the emails a little bit after, like whatever that milestone is. And so I always try to screenshot them and send them. And she usually already knows because she's on YouTube doing her YouTube stuff. She is actually working on right now because she starts school tomorrow. So by the time this comes out, she'll probably be in school for a couple days. But um, she is batching. We talk about batching for saving time. She is actually batching her YouTube videos so that she still has, because all through the whole summer, she's done at least one YouTube video per day that she is putting out. And she has really grown her audience quite a bit. Um, and you know, she's using these same tools. She's using Canva and she's using vidIQ. And she's using these things to do it. And so she is right now batching all of her content so that when she starts school, she doesn't have to do videos on the days that she's in school because she's like I don't want to do them on those days I don't want to have to um, and she said she'll do them a little bit on the weekend but she wants to make sure that she continues to grow it and you know the 10 year old is using these tools too it's actually making it easier for her like, th there's a lot of data and things that can seem complicated especially if you're not actually looking at it and we're just telling you all these things <laughs> they can do but it, it really does it just it it makes it easier so if you can figure out how to upload a video and you attach vidIQ to it, everything it shows you right there when you're you're putting in your description, like it's, it's all self-explanatory and easy. Plus it's one of those, like, if you're in the red, you need to do other stuff and it'll tell you exactly what you yeah. need to do. When you're green, you're good. Yep. <laughs> like it's, it's super simple. Like, oh, I'm green. I'm good now. <laughs> Just keep yeah. working on the little things it tells you until you go green. I actually went I like back on like old that. videos from miles through time yeah. with vidIQ that we didn't have in the past and added all the, the tags. And, and, and then I'm like, I can realize... I'm like, man, I was adding tags that were stupid. <laughs> that nobody searches sense. for. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I only had, you know, four on there because I couldn't think of literally five things. And, you know, I didn't have cards and then tags. And, you know, so I, I was able to, to go backwards in time and fix all that kind of stuff. And it was super easy. Yeah. It definitely is a good one. Yeah. I really like it. So, you know, these are just some examples of some of the software that we use. Um, if you have any questions, like you can totally reach out to us. And if like there's a part of your business that you're not sure that you should be automating, or maybe you have something that you want to automate, like reach out, like we'll totally help you out and let you know like what you, what we think. Um, we're really good at testing. Like we're like figure outer type of people. Um, we like to figure out what's going to be the best for us, the best for our clients, what we can do a little bit better. And I know some people are just not like that. So um, we're always willing to, you know, help you out, let you know what we think might work for you. 
um, because we got lots of ideas. We, you know, for all of our clients, you know, we've been doing this for a really long time um, and we want to make it easier for our clients. We want to make it easier for us. And like I said, none of this stuff is complicated. Um, things have gotten really easy in the last 10 years. So I really believe if you can send an email, you can use any of these softwares that we talked talked about and have things look really nice and have things actually work. <laughs> um, you know, it's not really that complicated anymore. And if you want to get more done and if you want to save time and you want to really market your business and grow and look professional, like you really got to try out some of these tools and try out these things and see what's going to work for business, for your business. What works for your business may not be the same that works for mine, that works for Sean, but you, you got to be willing to try and go out there and see what might work. And a lot of these things have free trials or free versions that you can use just to get a little taste and see if it's going to work. Um, and some of these, you know, if I talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, I would tell you, you know, which ones for sure, like skip the trial, like you need it because this is the way that you're going to scale. And this is the way that you're going to grow and be more professional and get customers to actually want to, you know, be long-term with you when you make things easier for them, when you look a little bit more professional, when you, uh, you know, address these things and, and are able to set up some of these processes. Um, it just, it's, it's better for everybody. Definitely reach out if you'd like to. And, you know, we have new shows that come out every single Tuesday and Thursday where we talk about different things like this, ways that you can help grow your business, uh, marketing that, you know, marketing tools that help you be a little bit smarter. Um, we t talk about how you can finally figure out social media and, you know, some of these little tricks that we have. Um, that some of these business owners that you see around that look like they're everywhere and doing all these things perfectly, they're probably using a lot of these tools, uh, maybe different ones. You know, there's a lot out there, but they're using things like this to make them, their life a little bit easier. We have a whole lot too. more listed on uh, ToriMathis.com slash resources. Yes, I do have a resource page on ToriMathis.com where I list a whole bunch of these um, that we use. Like, I don't think there's anything on there that we don't actually use or have used for our clients. Um, so, you know, these are ones that we definitely would suggest to you. And we have little descriptions and links to all of those. So that's ToriMathis.com forward slash resources. Um, and yeah. Check it out. Check it out. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much. Great.